This is KMTT, Ki Mitzion Teitzei Torah. And this is Ezra Bick, and today, Monday, uh, we continue with the series of Shurim on the structure and meaning of Tefillah. And today, I would like to discuss another part within that section of Davening which is often skipped uh, and that is what we call korbanot, literally korbanot. Last week we spoke about the tefillah, the olam yehei adam yerei shemayim b'seter, which is not actually about korbanot. Uh, it's a colloquialism to call the entire section that we skip korbanot, but that's, uh, it's about Kriyat Shema, we talked about it, it's about Kiddush Hashem, but afterwards you get to the section which consists of psukim, parshiyot, and mishnayot of, of korbanot, which may perhaps have contributed to the widespread negligence, neglect, to the widespread neglect of these sections and they're uh, being skipped because in our heads, in many of our heads, korbanot are either esoteric or not or and therefore they're less pressing. The part I would like to talk about is not, I'll mention a little bit later the, the other sections, but I want to speak about specifically the core of Korbanot, and that is Korban HaTamid. There is, in the Siddur, the Parsha of Korban HaTamid, the daily sacrifice, which begins, Tzabat B'nai Yisrael. V'yamarta Lehem et Korbani Lachmi Lishai, the daily sacrifice. Uh, afterwards, the other connect uh, uh, sections dealing with the Ktoret and then the Mishnayot of Ezum Mekoman. I want to talk about the Korban HaTamid. The tour has a Siman uh, in the tour devoted to the topic, Siman Memchet, and he writes there, V'kav'u likrot parshat HaTamid. V'kav'u. And they established. Who's they? He means... He means Chazal, but not necessarily that he's claiming that it's in the Gemara, because it's not in the Gemara. About Kavu, Chachmei Adorot. But he uses the word Kavu. It was, it was established. Um, Poskim that are a little bit more careful sometimes write V'nahagu over Nohagim. It's a minog to say Parshat Tamid. What is the reason? The two brings the reason. Kedi'ita Midrash. He quotes a Midrash. It's found the Midrash Rabba in Parshat Lech Lecha. Alright, the tour is being a little bit shorter. I will quote the entire Midrash. I'm quoting from the version that's found in the Gemara in Megillah, Daf Lamed Aleph Amud Bet. Avam Abinu says to God, Amar Avraham Lifnei Gadosh Bechu, God promised him Eretz Yisrael. Amar Avraham, and, and that he'll be a great nation and they will live in Eretz Yisrael. Amar Avraham Lifnei Hakadosh Baruch Hu Shema Yechtu Yisrael Fanecha, but perhaps my children will sin. And you're promising Eretz Yisrael to my children because you said that I'm a good person, but suppose there's sin. But Taaselahem Kanchei Doha Mabul, and you will act towards them, towards the Jews, as you acted towards Doha Mabul. In other words, Avraham Avinu, who in his memory. I mean, Doha Mabul, the, 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 the flood is, is still very much alive in people's memories. 
and how God destroyed the world because they didn't behave properly. So promises from God. Abraham Amina says, yeah, but 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 but, but what's gonna happen? My children might or will sin. And this is human this is divine justice that you will in fact destroy them despite your promise. Amal they love. God said, No, no problem. It won't happen. I won't do that. Amal they Avam says to God, Pasuk, which is found in the Torah, before Brit Benatarim, Bame Eida Ki Irashena. In other words, the Midrash is explaining why Brit Habitarim took place. God had promised Avam Avinu in the beginning of Lechka that he would go to Eretz Israel and he would give him the land and, and make his children descendants of great people. And all of a sudden now, Avam uh, says to God, Bama Eida Ki Irashena. How, in what, through what will I know that I will inherit this land? So the Rosh is explaining it's because he is worried about the possibility of sin. God says to him, I will not break the covenant even though they sin. And Avam Binu wants to know, but why? On the basis of what? What could possibly ensure such a thing? And the answer is, Kacheli Egla Mishuleshet. In other words, the answer is what it says, Brit Tarim, which is based heavily on bringing animals. And the Midrash, as well as Chazal, many places learn that the animals of Brit Ben Tarim are all the animals of all the sacrifices. Sacrifices in general. So God's answer is, because the Jews will be bringing sacrifices to God's name, that is will ensure, that even though they have other sins, many other sins, but the basic Brit, the basic covenant between God and the Jews will not be broken. So, Avram says to God, yeah, but that's only if they have sacrifices. Okay, that's if the Beit HaMikdash is still in existence. I can count on that. But I know, the Medrash had already described how God had told Avram Avinu that there will be a time when there will be no Beit HaMikdash. So when there will be no Beit HaMikdash, who then, what then will ensure the continuation of the basic Berit between God and the Jews? Amar and here God answers Avraham Avinu, Kfar tikanti lahem seder korbanot. Don't worry. I have established for them, enacted for them, seder hakorbanot. Presumably the Pshat means the Parsha in the Torah that describes the Korbanot. Shekorzman shekorin bahen, whenever they will read the Parsha, male ani alehen ki'ilu makrivin lefanai korban. I will consider that as though they had sacrificed the Korban. Va'ani mohel lahem kol avonotehem. And then I will forgive them all of their sins. This idea, which is usually summarized in the phrase, we make up the missing parim, the missing cows, the missing animals, through our lips, is an idea that appears in a number of places in the Gemara, that learning halachot of korbanot, or learning parashat korbanot, is the same as, or equivalent to bringing the korban. There's a Gemara in Menachot, of Kufiud that says, Amar Zot Torat HaChatat. Before the different korbanot in Vayikra in, in, uh, are, are brought down in the Torah, 
So the introduction pasuk is Zot Torah Ta'ola. The word Torah means the laws of, but we interpret Torah to mean the, like the book of Zot Torah Ta'ola, Zot Torah Tasham. So Rabbi Yitzchak said, Kol Ha'oseik B'Torat Chatat, Torat Chatat is equal to Chatat. The, the parash of a Chatat is the same as the Chatat. Kol Ha'oseik B'Torat Chatat, he who is engaged in the parsha of Chatat, Ke'ilu Hikriv Chatat. It's as though he has sacrificed the Chatat. Kol Ha'oseik B'Torat Hashem, Ke'ilu Hikriv Hashem. And so the Torah is saying this is where the minhag or the kviut comes from because of this midrash or this gemara that says that God says Kozman shasukin bahen malei ani alehen ki ilo hikrivam lefanai Now this alone would be a very very good reason to say it. First of all it's minhag Yisrael. It's at least as old as the Siddhuri HaGaonim, 1200 years. And the Torah says it's based on this Midrash. So that's definitely a very, very good reason to, uh, to say, to say Korban Tamid. In fact, there's a Bebenu Yonah who raises it not from a Minhag and not from Kavu, but he raises it to the level of Chiyuv Mamash. And according to Benu Yonah, it is indeed very surprising that people skip Parshat Tamid, at least that part of the Kobanot, which is Parshat Tamid. Benu Yonah is in Barachot. And he's concerned about a question which concerned other poskim. There is a halacha that says, Dvarim shebikhtab i atay rashay lo'omram ba'alpeh. You're not allowed to recite by heart those things which are which are written in the Torah or written in the Tanakh. That, that that's halacha. We all know we do it all the time. You say Kriyatshma by heart, for instance. So Benyon is concerned about this question, and uh, he makes the assumption that you're allowed to say Kriyatshma by heart because. The rule, Dvarim Shebikhtav i Atar Hashay Le Omaramba Alpeh, only applies to optional readings, to voluntary reading or recitation. But things which you are Chayav to recite, then the fact that you're Chayav to recite, that means you can say them by heart as well. He quotes the basic, this basic point from Rabbi Shlomo Minahar, the Rashba Minahar, the Rashba of Montpellier, who was one of his, uh, Teachers who said that and the reason is because you're reading it Mishum Chova. In fact, the Rashbam has said that since you can read Kriyat Shema Mishum Chova when it's obligatory by heart, therefore you can read it even when it's not obligatory by heart. And those this pasha is not included in the rule. Any pasha that is a pashat Chova, any pasha that is obligatory, the, the rule doesn't apply to it at all. Alright, so that's, that's the explanation why you can say Kriyat Shema by heart. To which Rabbeinu Yonah adds. That that explains how we say Korbanot in the morning. This explains why there is a Takana, an enactment to say Parshat Korbanot by heart, presumably by heart, every day. 
I, I think what goes behind the statement is very well may be not merely the expl- that you say it by heart. Maybe you don't say it by heart. People have sedum. But I think Rabbi Yonah assumes that if you don't read it from a kosher klaf, you're saying it by heart. And for sure no one says korbanot by, uh, from a klaf, from a sefer Torah in the morning. Or he simply knew that it was being said by heart literally without any sedum at all. And he answers, Mipnei hi because it is obligatory not a minhag, not a takana, and tiknu because it's obligatory. In other words, before there was a takana to put it in the sidur, there was a general obligation, maybe not in the sidur, but a general obligation to recite this pasha. So, kriyachma, we know. The Torah says you have to say kriyachma. But, what does the Torah say you have to recite Pashat HaKobanot? He answers, and he quotes the Medrash, the Gemara Megillah, which we just quoted. Avamavinu is asking, not how do I know you're telling the truth, but through what merit will your words be fulfilled? And God said, Avamavinu asks, What about when there will be no Beit HaMikdash? And God answers, Yomru, Lefanai, Parshat HaKarbanot, Umanai, Ani Alehem, Ki'ilu Banu Beit HaMikdash, V'Kriv Alei Korban. That's the end of Rabbeinu Yonah. How does this Medrash indicate that there is a Chiyuv to say Parshat HaKarbanot? So I suspect that what Rabbeinu Yonah means is that, is the following. You can say another explanation, which I will in fact mention in a few minutes, but I think in a Benayon, the explanation is what I'm going to say now. There is a chiyuv, a chova, an obligation on the Jewish people to bring every day, twice a day, a korban tamid. Korbani lachmi leishai, reyach nichochi, tishmaru lakriv li b'moadah. God commanded, it's mitzvah b'atorah. It's one of the Tayyag Mitzvot. To bring a Korban Tamid every day. That's a Chiyuv. Admittedly, it is what we call a Chiyuv Tziburit. I personally am not obligated to bring a Korban Tamid. The Jewish people as a whole brings one Korban Tamid. But we're all Jews. So the Jewish people as a whole has to bring a Korban Tamid. It can't be done when there's no Beit HaMikdash. Cannot be done today. So you don't have to do it. What cannot be done, you're not... Obliged to do the impossible. Ones, Rachmana Patre. God, uh, uh, eliminated or God forgave those who are restrained by force, who are unable because of a higher force. So today we are Anusim. We are unable to fill this mitzvah. But then comes the Gemara Megillah and says 900% true. But Benayana understands the Magnami Gila to be, to be literal. Not just a medvish, a nice vote, ma'ale ani alehem ki'ilu. God says, I'll be happy. I will view your reciting the Pasha as though, in other words, uh, I'll give you a kiss and say, oh, you did the best you can. No, he understands the Gemara literally. God said, reciting a Pasha is the equivalent, the equivalent of being the Koban. And therefore, according to Ben Yonah, since you have to bring the Koban, 
You say you can't, but it's not true. You can. If you recite the Pasha, you brought the Korban. Since it is a Chiyot Tzibur, I would say it goes as follows. If Am Yisrael recites the Pasha, then Am Yisrael has brought the Korban, and that is what you're obligated to do, to bring the Korban. So I think according to Ben Yonah, understanding the Midrash in its literal sense, the obligation to bring a Korban on a daily basis is fulfilled, must be fulfilled, and is fulfilled today by the recitation in the morning davening of Parshat HaTamid. And therefore, I think Rabbeinu Yonah is speaking specifically about Parshat HaTamid, which is a daily obligation. Other Korbanot, and there are other Korbanot mentioned in this section of the Tefillah, namely Mishnayot of which mentions all the possible korbanot, but you're not obligated to bring all those korbanot every day. But korbanat tamid, the daily sacrifice, is a daily obligation. So according to Ben Yonah, this is probably uh, rather astonishing, but Yonah says that there is an obligation min torah basically. The mitzvah min torah to sacrifice verbally, sacrifice verbally, which we do by reciting Pashat HaKobanat. Now, other, other Rishonim don't phrase it in that sense. There are other answers for the question, how you can say it by heart. Uh, many different answers given in the Rishonim. And, and usually it's presided as being a minhag, but a very, very good minhag. According to the simple Pashat of the Midrash, I also would have understood it differently. And in fact, I guess you can understand a Ben differently as well. The simple Pshat Midrash is the context isn't do a mitzvah. The context is that Avraham asks, what ensures the covenant? What, what action on the part of the Jews not, is not merely the fulfillment of God's command, like 612 other mitzvot, but what is the basis for my knowing and your promising that you have given us Eretz Yisrael and that you maintain your relationship and your birth and your covenant with the Jewish people. And the answer to that is the Korbanot. So if that's the context, then all the Midrash really says, and this is a great deal when I say, oh, I take it back. What the Midrash really says is that our reciting, our learning and reciting the Korbanot on a daily basis is enough to ensure that the covenant between ourselves and God will not be broken even though our other actions, our other mitzvot, we do not fulfill. Now, the truth is you can understand a Be'inu that way as well. In other words, the Be'inu says it's a chiyuv. It means that's a chiyuv. I mean, it's not a technical chiyuv. It's not one of the tayag mitzvot to do so. But if I told you that you have a choice, you can do A, and then you have a relationship with God and Esau belongs to the Jewish people and God's covenant is intact. Or you cannot do A and then, given the state of the Jews and the amount of sins they do, in all likelihood, it'll be like, I re-quote the Midrash, it'll be like Dora Mabul, you will be swept away in a flood. Practically speaking, that obligates us to say it. It's not a formal obligation. But given the choice, wouldn't we all say it? And in fact, 
Psychologically, it's probably more obligatory. There are some things which I'm obliged to do. It's perhaps I'm lapse. I'm, uh, I'm lackadaisical. And I lapse in their fulfillment. But if you tell me that you don't do this, you'll die. You do it, you won't die, and all the Jews will die with you, and you'll be swept away in a flood, and the covenant will be broken, and there'll be no more Jewish people. That obliges me very, very much to do it. So I don't think that's a fan of Ben because when I see the word Chova, especially because of the halachic nature, he's claiming that when the Torah tells you to say a Pasha, it tells you to say it Valpeh. Because the halachic context here is very important, in my opinion. Ben is not in an Agadic context. He's not saying why God loves the Jews. He's answering the question... Is it mutter to say it by heart? His answer is, anything which you have to say is mutter to say by heart. That's why, because God told you to say it. He told you to say it. He told you to say it by heart. So, here God didn't tell us to say this, Pasha. It's very important. It's very, uh, practically speaking, it's crucial for the Jewish, for the world, for the Jewish people. But, how does that provide a heter for saying it by heart? So I think the Ben really means that you are chayiv, technically, literally. Because there's a pasuk in the Torah that says you have to say it. The next example he gives is Bekat Konim. He says, you want to say Bekat Konim by heart? Because since the Konim say it by heart, and because they're obliged to do so, that's a technical mitzvah in the Torah. It says Konim to say Bekat Konim. So when God told the Konim to say Bekat Konim, he meant to say it by heart. Therefore, you can say it by heart anytime you want. You see, the context says that there's a, 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 a literal, exact chiyot to do so. But if you want, you can explain to Ben as merely saying that there's some sort of a general chova, general obligation because of its importance. But in any event, Rabbi Yonah Shoi says it's very important to say. It's important enough to say that we consider it to be at least a kind of obligation. And the word obligation means you're obliged. It's hard to get out of Rabbi Yonah. Without Rabbi Yonah, I would say that the Midrash says that it's very important. The future of the Jewish people is based on the fact that people say covenant. So that, in fact, is, in fact, pretty important. But it also indicates perhaps the inner meaning of the uh, of, 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 of this recitation. There is a mitzvah in Torah in Parshat Pinchas to bring a korban tamid. If you recite it, you can say it's as though you brought a korban. But that's not the context of the Midrash. Korban tamid is one of the mitzvot in the Torah. I feel bad that I don't do it, and this is the way I can sort of do it. But the context of the Midrash is, we're not talking about fulfillment of the technical obligation to bring a particular Koban twice a day, but we're talking about the fulfillment of the Brit Ben Abtarim, of the Brit between God and Avraham Avinu and his descendants. In other words, Korbanot, or Korban Tamid serves two purposes. One, it's an obligation that God imposed upon us. Uh, technically speaking, it appears to me that that's the obligation of Avodat Hashem. One has to serve God, and Bismarck, Beit Hashem, serving God ma- meant maintaining his royal household, in which there was two Kopanot a day, and there were things as well, there's Lechem Apanim, and the Menorah, and the Ktoret. That was service of God, Avodat Hashem Bekobanot. There's another aspect to Kobanot, and that is Kiyum Habrit the basis for the maintenance, the maintenance of the Brit between ourselves and God. If this were not so, I would ask a simple question. The Gemara elsewhere in Brachot, beginning of uh, the fifth parak, the Gemara says that Tfilah keneged korbanot tiknum. 
When we daven, we say Shmon Esrei, Shacharit en Mincha, it's Keneged Korbanot. It's replacing in some sense the um, the Korbanot. So what do we need this Medrash about recitation of uh, of the Parsha? The Gemara in the beginning of the fourth parak. I said fifth parak before. I'm in fourth parak. Beginning of the fourth parak, the Gemara says that uh, there's two opinions there: whether the Avot Tiknu Kabanot or Keneged Tfilot or Keneged Kabanot Nitkenu Atfilot. But Tfilat Shacharit is Koban Shacharit, a kind of Koban Shacharit instead of Koban Shacharit, replacing Koban Shacharit. So, to the best of my ability today, I fulfill the mitzvah of bringing korban hatamid by davening shacharit. There's no medrash that says that it's equivalent, but that's the best you can do. And 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 there are even halachot based on the comparison between tefillah and korban. So, I think if you read the medrash which we quoted in the beginning of this of this of today's year, the Gemara in Megillah, you have the following thing. In terms of the mitzvah to bring a korban, you have a mitzvah tefillah. Because the mitzvah to bring a korban is avodat Hashem. And what is tefillah? Also avodat Hashem. As the Raman quotes in Sefer Mitzvot, Eizu hi avodash hi belev. What is service of God in your heart? Haveyom azot tefillah. So the service of God, physical, material, bringing a korban, and the service of God in your heart. That's tefillah. They're equivalent or they're parallel. They're parallel. So when you can fulfill the mitzvah of Vodat Hashem in your heart. But what we're talking about here now is not the mitzvah of Vodat Hashem, the mitzvah of divine service, but the mitzvah or the inyan, the, the topic, the idea of of brit. Davening, saying Shmon Esrei, does not have that effect. The fact that we dive into God, that does not ensure the bit. That's a mitzvah. You're a good person. If you don't do it, you're not such a good person. It's important. It's your relationship. Your personal relationship with God is based on your tefillah. But the brit between God and Amisah that was given to Abba Mavinu, that is not b'tefillah, but that is only kachenali eglamishulashet. That's only real korbanot. And then we have the Midrash that says that, not davening, but saying the words... The ideal world is the real world. If you say the korban, then you brought the korban. Because God turns those words into the real korban. Why? Why is the brit between God and Avraham Avinu and his children, between God and B'nai Israel, why is that dependent on the korbanot? So I'm going to suggest an explanation. This might not be the only explanation. It's one that appeals to me, and one that I think would immediately arise in context, and that's based on the Ramban. The Ramban explains in a in a remez, in a hint he gives in Parshat Sav that korbanot are tzorech gavoa. This is a Kabbalistic comment of the Ramban. That when we have a korban, we are affecting God's world. Bringing a korban rearranges the relationships in the divine sphere. Some of you might not know what I mean. Well, I don't know exactly what I mean now. And I'm not going to expand on this. But I'm going to explain not what the Ramban meant, but what lies behind it. When you bring a korban, the word that's used in the Torah is vihiktir. 
l'reach nichach. You bring a korban, you put it on the altar, set it on fire. That's called lehaktir. And I think in the older translations, laktir meant to burn. But you would never say lisrof. We don't set them on fire. We lehaktir. Lehaktir, the root of the word kuf tet resh kata means smoke. Ketoret is incense. Laktir ketoret means to make an incense. When you bring a korban, what you're doing is you're turning material things into spiritual things. The closest we can get to seeing and touching something spiritual is to turn it into smoke. Smoke is like air. And air is air is ruach. And ruach is ruchniut. So we're smart today. We, we understand that their gases are, are physical. And spiritual things are less material even than gases. But in terms of the way the Torah speaks and in terms of what, what, what we see with our eyes. So Veach is the closest you get in the physical world to something which is purely Ruach. When you burn a Korban, you are turning the physical into the spiritual. And I think what the Ramban is referring to is exactly that point. You, the Jews, the Jewish people who have a daily exercise in the Beit HaMikdash of Korban Tamid are linking the physical world to the spiritual world. And they're linking it by transforming one into the other. Because we, L'Shem Hashem, because we in the Beit HaMikdash take our physical possessions, animals or, 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 or wheat, and we turn it into something which is a spiritual offering to God, so the opposite is true as well. So God's spirituality is turned into the physical world in which we live. In other words, the way that you can have a Brit, what does a Brit mean? A Brit is a covenant between God, purely spiritual, and man, who is a physical animal in the world. How can you sign a covenant with God? Covenant means that you're, you're joined together, you're two sides of a, of a, you're bound. You have a covenant, you have a treaty. It means we're now in a, uh, we're in a treaty organization. Bal Brit. To be in a Brit means that we're, the two of us are now in one greater union. How can you be in one greater union with God? You can't, you can't become part of God. But, but the answer is, it's impossible, but that's what happens. Because there is a bridge between the purely spiritual and the purely physical. From our point of view, it's the way you turn a korban into smoke. Korban tamid every day. The word tamid means permanent. It means all the time. We do it all the time, we're doing it twice a day, but it's really all the time. And the fire and the mizbeach, the Torah says in the beginning of Pashat Zab, burns all the time. Because the, the connection between this world and God's world is through Korban Tamid. And what the Midrash is saying is, when Abraham Avinu says to God, well, why, on what basis do I have the right to believe that your connection to Amisol will weather all storms, will weather all sorts of sins which they might do? Won't you take off and leave them? And God says, not if they bring korbanot. Because the korban is the connection between God and the world through the Jews, and therefore it's the connection between God and the Jews. Abraham says, but there will be no korbanot some days. It's been 1900 years since a korban was offered on the peak of Mount Moriah in Yerushalayim. And God said, yeah, but you can, you can still bring korbanot. 
So the Korban we're bringing according to the Midrash, which Rebbein Yonah turned into a Chiyuv. But what I'm saying now is not based on Rebbein Yonah. The Korban that the Midrash is talking about is the maintenance by the Jews of their role as to put the worlds together. To make a connection between the unconnectable, between the physical world and God's pure spirituality. Which is why I think it's not so fantastic that you can do it by reading the Pasha, not merely sacrificing. Because when you read the Pasha, you are connecting. The words of Torah are themselves words which begin in the physical, they're rooted in, in ink and paper, and they describe spiritual reality. And that's the importance of the Korbanah to meet every day to fulfill this Midrash. So whether you think it's an absolute chiyav or just an amazingly wonderful idea, but yes, it's an amazingly wonderful idea and maybe even more important than other chiyuvim. Maybe more important than chiyuvim. Because it's the basis for the continuation of the brit between the very first brit made between God and the Jews. The promise made of Amavinu and therefore, I very, very, very much encourage each and every one of you, if you have not been saying at least Korban Atamid from within the section, to say the Pasha of Korban Atamid, in most of the afterwards there's a little tefillah that says, basically what the Medrash says, let it be that my words will be as though I brought the Korban. That's exactly what the Midrash says. You don't have to say that section, but it's a nice thing to say. Just that section, it's a chova, and according to the Midrash, it exists on an extremely important level, not just for you, not even specifically for you, but for Klai Yisrael, perhaps even for the entire world itself. As part of the chova and the mitzvah and the role and the tafkid of the Jews to be the link between this world and the world of God. Allah Chalamais, I'll just add, there's a machloket whether or not one should also say one, on days when there's a musaf, one should say musaf Rosh Chodesh and musaf Shabbat. Minar Ashkan says the same musaf Rosh Chodesh. Some people say Rosh Chodesh but not Shabbat. Some people don't, uh, don't say Rosh Chodesh. Some people say them both. There's no minute to say Musaf of the Vergalim. The question has to do with the fact that we later on we read the Torah in those days. We read the Pasha out loud anyhow, sure. Therefore, there's really no need to say it. Uh, the Avi was against saying it, but some people thought that Kavosh Chodesh was important to say, so that's more or less optional. But the Korban HaTamid itself, without the Korban Musaf, is a very important and very beautiful and very essential role that one has to be done every day. Many people say twice a day, because the Korban HaTamid is brought twice a day. In Nusach uh, it's said before Mincha. But at least once a day, to accept upon herself to maintain this permanent relationship between God and the world and the Jewish people. And that's all for today. We'll be back next week with another installment in this series. Until then, Kol Tov from KMTT, Balon Shvot, Yishvat HaRetzion, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.